I was worried for a second that I thought you were frozen because you were sitting there so stiff. This man's like a statue. Dude's hey, made bro, a dude's I, made a marble. When I had my sheeshes, dog. I hate wild. I hate saying sheesh. Bro. Uh. <laughs> okay, sick. Nice, bro. I gotta start recording. Hold on. <laughs> See, now you're gonna get a better show. Cause you're gonna get me not no our two sausage egg McMuffins and a Bud Light lemonade or a Bud Light seltzer lemonade original flavor mixed with G Fuel and a water. We need to replace that with a Truly, bro. You need to be Team Truly over here, man. Listen, they didn't have any of the good fla Truly flavors when I went to the gas station on my way home from work, so... I smell cap. <laughs> well, okay, so, like, the Truly punches, bro. If they had the Truly punches, you should be good to go, right? They didn't. They had just, like, the fucking... They had... Um, variety pack of White Claws. Then they had only mango White Claws, like a case of just mango. Just throw, those, like, throw those in the garbage. Why would I do that? That's absolutely terrible. I then they had the um, Corona Seltzers. And then they had um, a shitload of Bud Light, a shitload of Michelob Ultra. <clears throat> they had... You ever had a Michelob Ultra? Like a seltzer? Not the seltzer. They had uh, just the beer. I've never had just the beer. I don't know why people like them so much. I really don't. I'm guessing they just like it because like it's low calorie because there's no shot that, that alcohol tastes good. No shot it's in the beer. world. It's no beer. Do you, do you drink beer? I drink seltzer, sir. Okay. I'm a seltzer type of man, okay? Yeah, beer, beer is straight dog. Any beer, period. The only beer I'll ever get at a restaurant will be like a, an 805. Um, that's the only dark beer I like. But then like Michelob Ultra, infinitely better than Coors. Infinitely better than Bud Light, Miller Light, all of those. All dog. Michelob Ultra is just kind of like bland to me. Like they even have like fusion and flavor, you know, infused flavors and stuff and it's still just not good you know it's just it's beer it's just beer but these twisted teas and these guys I'm not gonna lie they they're kind of good they got enough flavoring in them to overpower that like bitter seltzer taste you know the aftertaste that i'm talking about that like could hit you with too much carbonation and you burp it up sometimes so right yeah i get you so, it, it it's got a decent amount of flavor in it. How much alcohol? Five percent alcohol, which will probably be at like a five point one to five point two percent alcohol. If I made it, it's a five point two five. Oh brother! I hope your job hears this. Well, the legal <laughs> the legal limit that we're allowed to sell is um under a five point three. Oh uh, okay. I didn't. If you're know. over a five, yeah. If you're over a five point three, Ball makes these cans. I'm I'm kind of nerding right now. Spit your shit, Man. bro. Spit your shit. You see this right here? So we do steam checks. This number. Yeah, let me hit you with a quick zoom in on the can. Autofocus going crazy. Oh, that's just me. I don't have autofocus. 
I ain't that that nerd. Okay, can you zoom in, buddy? There you go. So this code right here, you can see this is Ball. This is who makes manufactures the can. And then this little code right here is how we identify the can. Okay. And then there's a little in between your tabs right here. There is a little okay, little reset. In between your tabs, there's a code that you track to know what product number the lid is. So like when we make these products, you have to do seam checks. So you're checking the actual seam of the lid on top of the can as it goes through the filler. And you have to put in all this information on trackability bullshit. Shit they could fire you for pretty much. Track you. Yeah. Their date codes are trash. It's crazy, bro. I've found products here in Arizona that I made in California six months ago. It took that yeah. long to get there. Like, that's well, so- no, because it, um, the expiration date is um, 32 weeks, 30 weeks. Um, some of it's 52 weeks of how long the shelf life is. Yeah. So they'll, like, the plant that I used to work at, they would, we would make a bunch of, you know, like Walmart products, generic brand stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were the only, plant on the entirety of the west coast that makes the products that we make so we source pretty much the majority of california like the warehouse that we had would have anywhere from 1.2 to like 2.7 million cases of product finished product ready to be shipped out on pallets at one time okay and like i was out here at walmart and then it's funny it's the um what are they called, bro? They're um, the ice drinks, like the clear American ice. They're like one liter bottles, like the sparkling waters. Yeah, like I, like I know what you're talking Like It's like the seltzer water thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seltzer yeah. water, seltzer water. And I literally, my um, Robbie and Lawrence, they grabbed a couple bottles of black cherry. And I was like, that shit kind of look familiar, dog. So then I go and I'm like, let me see the code on there. And so like when you look at date codes, there will be... A manufacturer date, then a plant identifier, and then it'll be a military time, and then the expiration. That's typically how they go on, like, two lines. Right. That's what you're looking at, like, the best if used by, best by, and then you'll see another date that's, like, a bunch of random numbers. Those, each one of those numbers will refer to, like, the day it was made, the month that it expires, the year, all of that. Um, And, like, when I was looking at it, I was like, hey, let me see that bottle real quick, and I... I go and I look, and my old plant's identifier was LK. So it would say Best Buy 0923321 LK, the time, and then, you know, whatever. And so I'm looking at this can, and I see LK, and I'm like, that's the best product you've ever tasted. Baby, I made that shit. <laughs> you see that? That's me drinking that. You know, go grab another one. I'm me. You Grab another one. You know, I'm, do I we, know the guy. Do, do we get an extra car here? You're just walking out like, no, 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 no. I, I made these. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, you don't have to worry about it, bro. You're the reason I have these. Like, I'll, yeah, yeah. Half off. So, like, this is kind of like a weird topic, like, with me just saying that and shit like that. So, you know, like, uh, Travis Scott has his own seltzers and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, there was, like, a viral video of him. And, like, he walks into, like, a carryout. And it's at Rolling Loud or whatever. He walks into a carryout. You know, everybody going crazy, whatever else. They're all trying to give him high fives. Dude walks in, grabs two of his drinks, and just pops out and everybody was bitching at him because they're like you can't do that and he was like but it was his own drinks 
And at that point it was like, okay, but like, didn't the store buy those drinks to sell? So like, wouldn't you still have to buy it from the carryout? So like, everybody was like mad at him at the point. And it's like, bro, if I was working at the carryout and motherfucking Travis Scott walked into my shit and took, I don't give a fuck if he took a Fago, like get the Fago and get out. Like you're Travis Scott, bro. At that point, like, I ain't going to like, I'll keep my, keep my shush shush, but it was his own product and shit. So I feel like I could just like, let that go. But like, how do you feel about something like that to where like dude literally just popped up, took his drinks, peeled out, like didn't even pay for him or nothing. You think maybe I would, if I was the store owner, I would be like, hey, yo, we the motherfucking store that Travis Scott came through and got his own drinks. Like, I'm not even mad. <laughs> Take all the product, bro. But let me get a picture of Travis Scott at my store. Because that's right, marketability. Me... That's being like, bro, Travis Scott was here. You could have met Travis Scott. You know, it, there, there's a lot that you could do, like how the Wendy's stores did the Rick and Morty promotions, Rick and it and was Morty. Morty's. Rick and Morty. Rick, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. <laughs> Rick and Morty. Rick. 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 Hey. Rick hey. and Morty. Hey. Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> My power just goes out again. Whoosh. <laughs> Record. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, maybe this time. That was a better uh, one. I'd rather have a restart <laughs> on this one than... Bro, if y'all are listening to this now, I fucked up, okay? So this is Tana iView Podcast, Episode 7, Take 2. I might even just throw in the Take 2 at this part, because when I tell y'all, I've we had the best conversation for like 50 fucking minutes, man. It was 55 minutes. This dude, we talked about 6 9 Bloods hurt us. Poosh, power goes down. They said, nope. Nick ain't recording this. He ain't snitching on us. Like 6ix9ine snitched on us. We can't have two white boys snitching on us. <laughs> Power goes down. And it was like, oh my God. I looked at Morgan and Morgan was like, what the fuck? And I was like, Morgan, I was like, if my file didn't save, I am going to lose it. And I was like, there's no shot. And like, I just, I instantly, my heart just dropped. And I was like, but we're back and we're recording this again. Um, Run I got- it back. Dude, like, it don't even matter, because, like, take two, take three, we gonna figure it out. Uh, This time, we got him recording on his end, too, so we do fuck up. We just gonna come back, but, like, I doubt we're gonna have to do it again. Like, I think it has to do something with my AC upstairs and downstairs. I got two ACs going, because I'm fucking hot. It's hot upstairs. When you're in the attic, heat rises. That's science, all right? So you're hot up here. (laughs) My PC can't handle it. It's hot up here. So, like, we need... AC up here, but like I think with the washer and the ACs going, they my house said no, Whoosh, going down. Um, but it's okay, bro. We're gonna go ahead and run it back, and we're gonna be just as entertaining as we were when we first did it the first time. Because now Andrew, uh, my boy nine five one, I um that I got with me, that's my boy. He's got a truly lemonade with him, which he stated. But um, you're. That's my boy. This is uh, episode seven. I'm going to go ahead and let my boy introduce himself. Uh, shout out what you want to shout out. Tell him about yourself and uh, where, uh, where your mama's staying. Where my mama's staying? You want to know where my mama's staying? Oh, I know where no. she's I know where she's staying, uh, bro. You yeah, can just go you, ahead and introduce yourself. You know. You're my dad. I ain't even got to say it, bro. <laughs> I know where she's uh, staying, bro. You good. <laughs> give her a kiss for me tonight. Oh, my God. All right. What's going on, everybody? My name is Andrew James, also known as 951TV. I'm a content creator. I try to stream as much as possible. I'm also the creative director of Odyssey Gaming Brand. You can find us on all social medias at OdysseyGG. If you want to connect with me personally, you can also connect with me on social media at 951TV, live at twitch.tv forward slash 951TV. Nick, 
we run in it back for the second time, but I'll say it again. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And let's have another good ass conversation because I feel like we had a great one to start. First time really like hopping to a call and just bullshitting, talking about anything, throwing our right. opinions out there. Gonna be another good one. Right. We low key just gonna just go off the top. We're just spitting. We have topics wrote down here. We have questions from you guys on Twitter. Um, I'll go ahead and shout out my Twitter near the end of the show and I'll let you guys know how to submit questions and shit, but we're just going to go ahead and we're just going to be talking like we usually do. We got topics here, like I said, and we're just going to get back into it. I mean, we're going to act like we never missed a beat. Um, but, uh, what you've been playing on, uh, what you've been playing on the Twitch, man. I know I seen a little bit of apex. Is that about it for you or what? We looking into some different projects or what's the, what's the future holding? So honestly, for me on content, I'm trying to find that vibe. I mean, I'm more of like the vibe stat gamer. I'm not the, you know, the Timmy's, the Timmy Tenders, the Nick Mercs. I'm Timmy not Tenders. them. I'm yes, not going to be I'm dropping get, your 20 bombs. I'm going to you know? get you saying Timmy Tenders, bro. You're going to be like, hey, my boy Timmy <laughs> Tenders is live. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, <laughs> I mean, content for me has always been about just entertaining people, making sure people feel at home. I mean, right. I started in the, you know, content stuff of being just a consumer. You know, I would watch people and then I slowly got into like people that I really, you know, connected with and enjoyed watching their content and started modding and, you know, doing little things to just help out my favorite streamers, try to, you know, make emotes, come up with cool ideas. Um, one of my favorite streamers, he's a longtime friend of mine at this point now, we've known each other for about six, seven years. Um, but one of the people that kind of helped me get my first footing into modding people and that's uh, Life to the Style or uh, Gary. Uh, he's one of my long, long time friends now, and he was one of the first people that like you go to this day, his emotes on his channel are emotes that I made. You know, I was I jumped in, I subscribed to his channel for the first time ever and then named came up with the subscriber name because he's like, bro, I'm getting all these subs. I don't even know what to call people. I was like, yo, mm. hit him with the Gary gang, you know, so then that's what that kind of came out. Yeah, GGOD, because we were like um, Taylor Gang with, you know, Wiz Khalifa and all of that. So who didn't you know, listen to Wiz, bro? I had a whole Wiz phase, too. I had exactly. the wrist. I had <laughs> I was double wristband up. I didn't even smoke or nothing, man. Like everybody was nope. like, everybody was like, you don't even smoke. Though. I was like, I just like his music, man. Like I'm I'm 15 years old. What do I got to be smoking for? I just like Wiz. young, young, wild and free, you know. So, I mean, that's kind of where I got into content is, you know, just falling in love with watching people being entertained and then really wanting to learn about like, how do you do all of this? And kind of over the years, just taking everything that I've learned and helping other people and how to apply it to myself. And so like content for me is less about the game, more about people coming in, vibing, talking about their day, talking about life. You know, I kind of treat my stream more of like a podcast. The gaming's there for the visual, but it's all about the conversation. Right. Um, I kind of, I kind of would feel myself as the same way. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like, um, I do as a competitive person, like anytime I do try to play a game, I am trying to compete, uh, whether yeah. it's at a pro level or just trying to win a head to head match or a casual match, or I'm in apex. Obviously I'm trying to do my best, but like at the end of the day, bro, I'm not afraid to look over my monitor and uh, make sure someone's doing okay. Introducing someone, etc. So like, like you said, it's like for the visuals, I got music playing. I'm not a yeah. cracked gamer. I'll never be a cracked. <laughs> I'll never be. I don't want to hear it, bro. I've seen you play apex with the longbow, bro. Listen, hey. I'm going to either get you to admit you're a cracked gamer or that you hack. 
Nah, so bro. pick your poison, baby. You're gonna have to choose one of these days. You can't be both. Some some you shots can't be both. Some shots just hit, man. Like I don't know what that <laughs> was either. So that was my first time I ever. Like they, he was moving kind of slow. I I don't know. I'm being maybe a little modest. I was hitting my shots, but like that's just me like playing the game, just calm, cool, and collected. I'm not really trying to do nothing crazy. I'm just making sure I yeah. shoot, click the button. It's like clicking like an icon or something. Like it's not super hard, but like. I, like I, it's, that's the thing. I consider myself to be pretty good, but at the end of the day, I am trying to focus on just like creating content. Um, because a lot of the games I do play are competitive. Like when you talk about Madden and playing like EA, it's literally mano y mano, like one against one. It's like one person really trying to outsmart outsmart the other person. Like I have to call something. You are running a game plan, and I got to figure out how to, as a man, get you to your knees and cry for your mom. Because I'm a, I'm gonna sit here and dissect you little by little and make sure that like as a as <laughs> as a as a man i'm gonna fucking yeah i'm trying to figure this out so like i'm trying to fucking <laughs> make you make you uh fuck up in a way so especially uh, on offense there's nothing more humiliating when someone's on offense and you instantly just can't let them move the ball at all and it's like why and then they, you literally have to think to yourself as a man like yo i gotta quit this game or I can't play yeah. this game no more. Like, that's what I love so much about Madden. Like, I never really focus on, like, this year, I'm not going to lie, EA has been fucking in shambles this year with uh, with Madden. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to let it, uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it any bit. I could go on for hours and hours and hours about it, bro. Like, I try to, like, stick up for this billion-dollar company. But at the end of the day, man, they're getting mad that people are exploiting their game, banning people for leveling up too quick. Like, man, like, at the end of the day, like, Quit being on that fuck stuff. Like, let people level up. Let people, like, if you fucked up, that's your fault. Patch it. But you can't sit there and, like, uh, ban people for exploiting your game. So, like, basically there was an exploit. Like, think of it this way, bro. It's called it's called the training method, right? You need training to level up your players. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, think of it as, like, okay, so if I give you, like, if, okay, if I make you, if you pay me $5, but you want a refund and I give you 25. So obviously you're making money, right? So like people were finding this exploit and they were making infinite amount of training to level up their players. They didn't like that. People who did that glitch instantly got banned or they had to, they had to lose all their training and shit like that. That's fucked up, bro. Like you're a billion dollar company and you're like, it's your fault that this happened because you weren't paying attention enough. And then you're banning people for exploiting your game. People also are leveling up too quick and getting items too quick, and they don't like that. They're banning people for that. Isn't that their... Don't they control all of that, though? Like, don't you set the progression for XP for gaining items? Like, isn't that supposed to be their job to determine of, like, you can get items this fast, and if they're getting them too fast, that's their fault? That's, like, the, that's, game... that's the thing. So, like, if you get to level uh, 50, so, like, at this season, the highest level is 50. If you get to level 50, mm -hmm. then you get a 93 overall card. Uh, that, that would be the highest overall in the game. That would be the best card, like, as of this moment. And they don't want you to get that player that quick. Uh, but I will say that some people deserve to get banned. Like, you could ban the people that are, like, uh, they have, like, ways that they can modify controllers to, like, let a solo replay over and over and over again. They get infinite amount of XP because they're replaying something over and over and over and over and over and over again. So, like, yeah, yeah you could, like, you could ban someone for that. But if I, if little Timmy's taking time out of his day to kick field goals and uh, 
level up just kicking field goals on his own, maybe taking a lunch break and whatever else, little Timmy shouldn't get banned because he's taking his time to do that. That's not fair. Like EA shouldn't have to like be like, yo, Timmy, like I know you did this for like two days, but you're way too over leveled right now. We can't let you play this. That's so trash. Like I can't even imagine a game, let alone a triple A title doing something like that. Like I'm one to say ban cheaters, but if you have a known exploit, that that's your fault, bro. Like you had you gotta wear that one on your chest. You, gotta, you fucked you gotta, up. You gotta take the L, bro. You gotta patch it and move on hundred yeah. percent. You know, like I could even see, you know, if you found people that were exploiting it, take back. Like I, I know there was XP exploits back in a few Call of Duties back. And there was ways that you could join your friend and get on the opposite team and boost each other for camos. And it was like a sure way to just completely boost all XP, everything. You could just boost headshots, throw tack inserts, and just go back in and boost. And they found right. a bunch of people that were doing it. And the result was is they basically reset them back to level one. Mm-hmm. So they basically hit max, max prestige, level 1,000, and they reset them back to level one because they exploited to get to level 1,000. I'm fine with that. You know, if you're known to be cheating, I'm fine with that. But like, if you're banning people or you know saying you can't play the game anymore or you know at the end of the day this is a customer they paid to play your game you can't you can't say like oh yeah you paid to play my game and now you know you cheated so fuck you i'm I'm just gonna take your money type of thing that that's not hot right like who's to say they might get it back down the road or they might have to like file a ticket or shit like that but it's at the point like it's like at the end of the day like bro like you can't be banning people because they're not leveling up by buying your $100 bundles and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like some people yeah. don't have the money to be paying for that kind of stuff and to get banned for people like playing the game and grinding it grinding it fairly. Like you don't you don't deserve like that's just like imagine you playing COD and someone got the best gun way too quick and he wasn't supposed to get it. But like since he's a cracked gamer, he just got it really fast like but they didn't like that. They didn't like that he put in the time and that he got it so early. It was like, oh, he wasn't supposed to get this for like three months, but he got it in two days. So obviously we can't have him let him have the gun this quick. It's weird. Yeah, it's I weird mean, energy, bro. Like it, it definitely is. That's why EA just be on my bad side right now. Like I'm trying to stick up for this game, but right now, like with the gameplay and whatever else, like I can't like zones. Are, we don't even know what zones are doing at this point. Like zones aren't playing halves. Like, the hook curls aren't playing right. Like it's, it's definitely wild. I know this is like fucking gibberish to you, but like literally like, <laughs> I'm just, you know, the meme where it pops up with all the numbers on screen and she's like, Oh super yeah, confused. yeah. That's yeah. me, bro. That's <laughs> me. Right. You're saying zones. I'm like, what's a cornerback. Okay. I only know that by the way, I only know that because on your stream, you were talking about how in like the career mode, you can't pick to be like a cornerbacker. One of the, positions you couldn't pick to be in yeah. I was like, oh, i'm gonna remember that. <laughs> that i got that that's the only information i'm gonna retain about madden but i know fuck ea you can't be a cornerback and you know your your career choice nah, they already know that the zones are busted <laughs> so they're not gonna sit there and let you pick corners we can mm. we could talk about a topic that we both are fucking really familiar with and we can talk about cod because cod Ooh. just dropped cod just dropped their uh their new trailer for vanguard which is basically the newest world war ii uh type game for cod which is their fifth one at this point so uh 
definitely shit that we've seen before but at this point like i'm fucking with it i fuck with the world war ii vibes i fuck with the older guns mp40 ppsh sign me up great guns uh great feeling i love the old school maps brick buildings uh broken up as cars like really dark gloomy maps with churches and whatever like dark surrounding maps like it's supposed to feel like depressing playing those type of games bro like uh they just all have their own type of vibes to them um i'm excited to see what they want to do because now they're going to put in an anti-cheat and stuff too so hopefully like this could be the thing that turns cod around and bring people back but like i'm also nervous to the point to where like i don't know how like how they could keep doing these type of games and trying to make it interesting you can only have so many guns in the game that are the same as like guns they put in the past and um what like what more can they add to like an old school game like this? What will DLC look like? What will Warzone look like? Are you gonna put all the old guns from Modern Warfare and Cold War into these maps too with the older guns? Is it gonna be whatever the fucking what's the map called again? You told me fuck uh, uh Verdosk. Verdosk. We're going to Verdosk. <laughs> We're dropping into Verdosk. Uh, yeah. Um I would say for Call of Duty for me. Um, as a long time Call of Duty fanboy, you know, I wasn't a Halo fanboy, I was a COD kid. Um, you know, playing the World War II games, Call of Duty 1, 2, 3, Big Red 1 being the most memorable for me, um, back on the PlayStation 2, where, you know, all you had was, you know, campaign, you're just running through, fighting soldiers, doing D-Day, all, you know, the whole nine yards. I, I'm not worried about remaking World War II. Um, because I do think there's one endearing aspect about history as it needs to be remembered. Um, and I think in video games is a good way to get people kind of interested in, you know, history and things like that. Um, I will say, though, it is troubling the fact that this is the fifth title of Call of Duty to be surrounding the World War II era, let alone within three years. Right. So the last Sledgehammer game was literally called World War II. Now we have Call of Duty Vanguard, which is just set on another side of the world in the same exact time period, essentially. Right. Um, I will say from the trailer, though, um, obviously it was more cinematic versus gameplay. I will say it looks absolutely beautiful from what we have seen so far. Mm -hmm. And that makes me excited about the story aspect of the game. Um, what troubles me is how multiplayer is going to play. Right, like you're saying, we're gonna have the same guns. You know, I'm a big fan of you know the M1 carbine, five rounds, do do do, ching. You know, oh, like I don't love get me started on the M1, you know, that like, M1 Garand. Bing! When you're done with the clip, like, or you re you pop that clip back in, I don't know exactly which one, but you know, like you shot the clip and it reload, and it's like ding. Yep. That that is probably the most satisfying Call of Duty gun. Um, but for me, as like the competitive COD kid, right? I played esports for three, four years. And that's really how I fell in love with Call of Duty and have continued to keep my love for the game up. Um, campaign is obviously where everybody starts with the story-based modes. But multiplayer is where I really fell in love with Call of Duty. Right. Being able to 1v1 the homies, sniping, nuketown, not tomahawks, the whole nine yards, right? Um, oh, it worries me. S sniping in the old games was 
was hell, bro. Fucking that what I think like the Springfield I was rocking. Uh, <laughs> the Springfield and War uh World at War, bro. Like they did not have good snipers, but they they were funny, bro, because they had they have bayonets at the end of them, so you could yep. go up and jab people with yeah. <laughs> the animation was so bad too. Like at, at, at that at our time, bro, that shit was sweet, bro. You know how we old now, bro. Like I'm like yeah. we saw that shit back in the day and we're like, oh my god. Like calling people shitters because they had the bayonet on the end of their gun though. Like, I, I like it's, I like iron scopes though, bro. Hey, bro, low key World War II guns with iron sights. You got the Thompson, the you know MP40. Those guns are always gonna hold a place in my heart because it's just a part of my childhood, right? Like it's always gonna bring nostalgia for me. I'm more worried about when you look at the business aspect. Division Blizzard, right? Call of Duty is the Activision and Blizzard, that's their biggest title right now, mm -hmm. right? Like Warzone, professional Call of Duty surrounding the COD League, you know, this multi-million dollar franchise league. You have multiple teams invested 10, 20, 30,000 dollars, or 30 million dollars, not thousand, sorry. 10, 20, 30 million dollars into building these, you know, long-lasting organizations and franchises for Call of Duty. And you're essentially putting them on a game where every single pro has come out and said that they felt World War II, the previous Sledgehammer title, was boring to them. And, you know, a lot of people quit, you know, gave up their professional careers. You had people saying, if we ever went back to this, I may consider retirement. And, you know, these faces are the only thing that makes Call of Duty successful nowadays. Right. You're seeing it right now with them announcing the anti-cheat. With You've seen this big wave of, Nick Merck's Timmy Tenders, you know, all of these Timmy Tenders, all of these people, <laughs> all of these people <laughs> moving away from Warzone to play Apex. Right. And it took that move and that hit on the pockets to really force them to make this announcement and kind of hope to bring these creators back into it because it's all influencer marketing and such. And if you look at the professional Call of Duty players, Scump has. 1.5 almost 2 million followers on Twitter alone. I think he has more followers than the Call of Duty chat. Call of Duty Twitter, he has more followers as an individual. And he's one of just many people a part of one organization. If he ends up retiring and playing other games, I guarantee you the entirety of the Optic fan base potentially leaves. You know, like that's hundreds of thousands of spectators, players that all are in your game that are there for one person. And you're making a game where he's already come out and publicly said, I didn't enjoy this. I considered retirement. And now you're putting him in a situation where he could be considering that again. It's just worrisome for the franchise. Um, to touch on your topic with Scump, I feel like Scump is just an icon for uh, competitive COD in general. Scump has been always that, that, that tough-ass guy when it came to like... Uh, I was seeing him doing clips in like Black Ops 2, Black Ops 3... Black Ops mm -hmm. Four, my, like modern, like that dude has just been an icon. Optic has been one of the top um, teams in Call of Duty in general. Like no matter what game it is, they're tough. They're tough. They yeah. have a good representation. Like a lot of people do love Optic. I'm a Phase fanboy myself. You know the Atlanta Phase. You know I gotta rock my boys, man. My boy Simp goes crazy, bro. Stop playing with my man Simp. Um, but um, that was my little fanboy moment. 
Um, to be honest, <laughs> I don't really watch that many games, but you know, when it, when it's anything that has to do with Atlanta or FaZe, you know, you got to represent just because whatever, you know, I like them birds. The Falcons, bro. Them birds, bro. I have to, bro. FaZe, I. I, I fuck with FaZe, bro. I just fuck, I fuck with Sims. Sims good. The team is stacked, bro. That team is stacked of all-stars. I don't think it's Optic caliber, but like Optic, didn't Optic get whooped? Like didn't Optic lose? Oh, they, FaZe, okay. This is actually exciting, bro, because I'm a huge fan, like a nerd about Call of Duty shit. And it's okay. like, these four young goats, right? You got Simp, Selium, you know, these guys are literal like the things that they do in game should not feasibly be possible like you literally had simp in black ops 4 quick scoping people in search and destroy and in multiplayer with a sniper in a world championship final match literally dude was 1v4ing 1v5ing with a sniper and a pistol against the best players in the world at call of duty and he made it look like he was playing against recruit bots you know, it's like you put these young talents together and it's scary what could happen because you're looking at players that are new into the scene. You know, they're from 18 to 20 years old, right? They're young guys. They're the young cats on the block. But they're, you listen to the pros talk about them. Even Scump have said, you know, Simp, Selium, these players are on track to become top five in their position and their role in the game all time ever. Mm-hmm. You know, he basically says in submachine guns, simp himself and John, along with two, you know, two or three other subs hold the, you know, top spots and will forever hold those top spots of being like, these were the best sub players to ever play the game. And you got a kid in his second, third year playing competing, and he's already in that talk. That's insane. That's Comparing right. him to somebody like Seth or Skump that has been playing since 2007, you know? That's got to be a big compliment to have when so, like a star like that is giving you such praise and giving you your flowers, bro. Like, that mm-hmm. just, that's, just, like that's just real recognizing real at that point. Like, I, I fuck with that heavy. Like, those kids are definitely absolutely talented, and they shred. Like, every time I watch them play, they're doing something ridiculous. But, like, um, I know Optic at the end of the day, bro, they have experience, bro. And experience goes way, 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 way farther than skill. Like being there and being in situations that those kids have never really been in either. Like yeah. that will like that will like help them longer in the long run than basically just being like that. You could be good all you want, but like until you get put in the situations that they've been put into every situation in the book, bro, being down four one and just clutching it up in finals, bro. And like, to secure wins reverse sweeping like they've they've done optic is just like cinderella they've, like, they've done it bro they've, they've just it. done it um, you know it, it's crazy you look at 2017 when optic finally did win their world championship title it, it was looking at this dynasty team the four best players to ever touch the game kind of vibe and you know they scump had just never won basically being you know the person to, you know, the, the, the Iverson, right. The, you know, best to ever do it. That never won anything, right. You know, never got his ring. And now he's on the chase for the second, right? Like the dude, what optic does and what I admire most about from me as a person, like I've been lucky enough to have run in conversations with hex at events before Mm -hmm. and just kind of, you know, 
be able to ask him questions like, what should I be focused on right now in terms of content? What should I do like right now? Like what's the next move? And to kind of get that insight from somebody you look up to and the gaming scene, like what Optic does is so much more than competing, right? Like I'm living in a house right now with two of my best friends that we're building a team together with. And the only reason I ever wanted to do that was because of Optic, because of the Optic house. I saw that when I was, you know, 13, 14 years old and was like, oh my God, that's the fucking coolest thing. That's the coolest thing ever, bro. Like you could like go walk across the hall and your boy is recording a video where it's like, Mm -hmm. hey bro, like I'm gonna wake my boy up and we're gonna have breakfast and we're gonna hop on the sticks. And it's like, y'all are in the same household together. You guys are bouncing ideas off each other. Like, um... Being able to do that with people that you call your best friend is probably the best feeling in the world, man. Like, um, I've never really had that type of content creation house like that, but I can just, <laughs> only, I can only imagine how, like, how dope it would be and how just like nice it is to be by friends that have the same passion with you. And just like, yeah. especially when you're taking it to a different extent of like forming a team uh, and trying to make something out of it. Like it's definitely, yep. definitely, uh, um, definitely a nice thing to do. I've only had ro- one roommate and it wasn't for that long and then i kind of grew up and i have a kid and now i can't i can't live that dream but <laughs> i guess technically me and morgs we're our own we're our own thing but we have setups like right next to each other and shit those like and we do stuff the together evolution too. that you got the evolution that i'm building into right like i'm in the team house right now and the next evolution is you know the apartment the house with the baddie you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. wake up you got your girl with you, you know, you're living your best life and still pursuing your dreams. Like, right. You, we in Pokemon evolutions, you know, I'm still my little Eevee, bro. You're up there. You already got the, what, you know, the next what, rang what, up. what Eevee am I then? You said you're baby Eevee, then who am I? Bro. I gotta be Flareon, right? I'm tough. <laughs> I'm tough, bro. I spit heat. I don't even know who I would be, bro. I, I just don't want to be Umbreon, bro. I just don't want to be Umbreon. I think I'd rather, if I were to pick an Eevee. Bro, I, I was literally going to say Umbreon. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, Umbreon, I did you dirty there, bro. Uh, Umbreon too overhyped, bro. Like, everybody said that's the best Eevee type. He's too overhyped, bro. He don't even hit like that. Like, he's just like... He's a real bulky mon. I'm picking Vaporeon over him. Yeah, honest, I was literally going to say, like, you got the water type vibe, you know? Like, you got that, that oomph to you, you know? You got that blues, the, the fucking vibe when you look at it and you go like, oh, that's just the shit right there. That's the dope, that's the dope Pokemon to go after, you know? You're not that <laughs> Vaporeon in the corner like, ooh, I don't want that one. You're like, hey, let me throw my ball at y'all real quick. Let me holler at you, boy. <laughs> That's so fucking wild, bro. <laughs> if you had to pick, if you had to pick one Pokemon type to have, okay, so like, let's say I think about this shit all the time, bro. I used to be a know. really big Poke. Oh, well, okay, re- relax, relax. Already <laughs> you know, bro. Fucking whole. All right, all right. So like, if you had to be one Pokemon, like you're a Pokemon gym leader, and you were in a region, bro, and they said you're one of the gym leaders or Elite Four members or whatever, and you had to pick one type, team of six, bro, like. What what type are you rocking, bro? What type? I'm uh, only picking one Pokemon. I don't care if I ever lose a battle. Me and my homie Farfetch'd, bro, we're rocking it out. We're rocking it out, bro. You can't... He's got a leak, and he's a duck, bro. Come on. Oh, you are a big duck guy. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I, it fits the bill. <laughs> you get... <laughs> look! Look! 
you like that. You like that. If it's the bill. I'm put let me put that one in the notes, bro. I'm adding that to the branding. <laughs> if it's the bill. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Bro, that's great. Um, All right. So what's your Pokemon lineup then? What are you rocking with? Bro, I'm definitely a flying type gym uh gym member, bro. Like, um, it's it's not even close. Like every time I do any type of like competitive team i'm making a flying type team right right off the rip i need charizard fire flying dude's broken good special attack um you already good then i gotta pick um my boy braverary because i think braviary is just cold as fuck like dude's just a big ass bird bald ego coming down on you dude's built (laughs) he's built bro i like him that's my boy and then you got to go for the stat drop so you know i'm going gyarados for that intimidate bro we're gonna drop it the opponent's attack we're going out mm-hmm. Gyarados. Water flying. I think he's water flying. For some reason, I'm trying I'm to think he's water dragon. I, he might be water flying. I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, one of y'all nerds watching this, y'all can correct me. It's fine. <laughs> I get it. Blame him. Tell him he's wrong. Raph. My boy Raph. My boy Raph be listening all the time, bro. He'd be like, you said it wrong. Or you did this wrong. You don't know. <laughs> like, he'll come at me. My boy Raph knows we be we me and Raph we be in like uh, our group chats all the time, bro. We just be clowning each other, bro. Like I generally <laughs> don't think PlayStation has bad games, but every time he brings up a PlayStation game, I'm like, bro, that game is so mid. I'll be like mid of war, <laughs> like I'll be like mid of war or like the mid of, mid of us two or <laughs> last oh of mid God. two ratchet and stank. <laughs> like, bro, I be clowning him. Like it's just so funny. <laughs> um. Oh. So we got your we got your 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 Pokemon's there laid out. My next question is gonna be on a scale of ten to a ten. How hyped are you about Pokemon Legends, dude? It's gonna be like the best Pokemon game that isn't Pokemon out. Like I mean, like if you know what I mean by that. Like I wouldn't say uh-huh. like are they considering it a main series game because it technically isn't right. It's more of like a side game. Bro, okay, so my interpretation, right? Have you watched the event where like they go over everything that was in the game? Pretty much. Like I saw them like go through the wild and then there's the Galarian or not Galarian, I'm sorry. It would be the uh Sinnoh um Arcanine or Growlithe mm-hmm. and then the Sinnoh uh Braviary and shit like that. So I'll break it down in the simplest terms possible. You're looking at Breath of the Wild. Right, so Zelda Breath of the Wild, but Pokemon. Oh, word. Open world, you craft items, you have bases where you can kind of heal up, sleep, reheal your Pokemon, and it's essentially going to be an open world action game with mixed in RPG elements where, like, you have your Pokeball, like, you're running, and you can have your Pokeball basically, like, in your hand. And you see a Pokemon that you want to fight, you can throw just a Pokeball right next to it. And literally within an instant, you're in a Pokemon fight with your Pokemon versus the wild Pokemon. Right. Or, you know, hiding, sneaking in bushes, you know, getting close to Pokemon because some Pokemon will, you know, flee on sight. Some are more curious, things like that. Some are hostile. Some will come it's in like, going... fuck you up too. Like some of yeah. them will like, yeah, that's so there's... wild. This is the first game I've seen a Pokemon actually attack like a human. Like they technically really don't do that. They just fight to the death. Well, I guess to it's... the faint, but. For me, right? Like I'm a Pokemon fan, but I'm not a super fan, right? Like I had cards yeah. back in middle school, but you know, 
I'm not going to be the one to quote every evolution and all the new Pokemon and, you know, things like that. Like, I know the big names. What I see legends being for the Pokemon community is people like me that are more on, like, the normie side of Pokemon that kind of only open Pokemon cards because of the hype and potential of getting, you know, a crazy-ass pull and, you know, selling the card for 50 Gs, something like that, right? But what you're seeing is a game that is made and is going to actually immerse you into the Pokemon universe, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the way I look at this game is anybody that's played a Pokemon game, right? Like, I played Pokemon Yellow, and that was one of the most profound Pokemon games that I remember playing. And one of the things around the Pokemon universe, and any game universe really, is I've always, you know, like, fantasized or wanted to be, like, in that universe. You know, like, Game of Thrones, I want to be in the Game of Thrones and really feel like what it would be like to be there and what this is going to do for Pokemon is give you that opportunity to really experience what it would be like to be a Pokemon trainer running around the open world in dynamic environments, discovering Pokemon. You're not going to know how the Pokemon's going to react unless you, you know, look up guides. But if you just play the game naturally, you're going to have to learn, oh, this Pokemon ran right when I saw it. So if I want to catch this Pokemon, put it in my Pokedex, I'm going to have to sneak. I'm going to have to come up with strategies. You know, uh... it's going to give you that, like, holy shit, I'm, like, actually a Pokemon trainer. What I, what I want them to really, to, like, boost up, like, the, uh, the toughness of these type of games, because, you know, Pokemon games are, like, I feel like they're really easy, more, like, yeah. lenient towards, like, younger players and stuff like that, and a lot of the older players that do play, they kind of just want to beat the game, maybe breed some mons, maybe do a little bit of competitive battling. Um, They're more after game. Like, I feel like Pokemon is a lot more after the game anyways. Like, yeah, the story's there, but it's like, you don't really go back to replay the story. Yeah. Um, But, like, I want them to, like, put in, like, high-powered mons early in the game and just, like, kind of fuck with players, right? Like, find yeah. a way, like, yo, like, I have to sneak around this... um this um high-powered sylveon let's say sylveon's in the game whatever because sylveon's tough right so like sylveon mm -hmm. sitting in the corner and it's like yo i can, i know i can't take this sylveon because you know that breath of the wild type field you could basically like face the final boss within the first two hours if you get there and want to try and battle him but like obviously you can't because you don't have the tools for it but like yeah. i like i want to i want that open field like feeling like you don't know what level Pokemon you're going to run into. Like, you could sit there early game, and you might get overpowered by a level 10 Mon, but your Mons are only level 5. And you really have to sit there and be cautious of, like, the, the fights you pick and stuff like that. Like, I think that would be, like, absolutely tough. If they could do something like that, that would be really cool. Because then it's like, you're, you're like, exploring, and then you got to, like, really plan out where you're moving around and, like where you can go, where you can't go. Like, okay, if I really want this mod, I got to make sure I grind out these little mods and then I got to go back here and then catch it. But it's like, okay, well, I know I can't catch it with a regular Pokeball because it's too high a level. I got to go yeah. find a great ball and whatever. I'll just kind of like overall just make it a lot of a harder style game too because like with that type of game i feel like it is like it's gonna pertain to a certain audience right um like a lot of people that really aren't playing pokemon are more coming into it just to say like like that like you said the breath of the wild type feel like being able to explore being able to like go into different areas and like move your own character and you're like fighting other mons that are trying to rip your head off because that's new pokemon's really rip your head off if you watch the trailer that they had this weird little style of like these pokemon they had red eyes and like something is controlling them and they don't know what it is 
um and they just get absolutely vicious and they probably have like stat buffs and shit and it's like it's it, i think it's gonna be a fun game like i all around it looked very fun like i don't see a reason why you wouldn't cop this game um but like i honestly wouldn't mind if they made it a little bit of a harder game just because they're like going to that style of like really exploring and like you have to watch what you run into and you really got to plan stuff out so yeah yeah for sure like i think the aspect of it being open world is going to be similar to breath of the wild in the fact that you could go straight to you know calamity ganon's you know castle right and you're going to get your shit pushed in like you're not going to be able to fight you know the mechs and you know fight these crazy hard bosses and i think that's going to be probably the most unique aspect of it with the pokemon is like being able to find crazy hard pokemon not be able to fight them and really kind of explore the world and then be able to play the game right like it's a little right. bit more on the exploration about the you know, really understanding like what it would be like to be a Pokemon trainer that has no information, you know, and get bringing back information about Pokemon, you know, habits, things like that, that'll all go into like, you know, the achievement hunting side of the game and little interactions that you'll have to get. Um, I think for me, the thing that's most unique is like the ability to get, you know, a Pokemon that you could ride on, right? Like, you saw it, they were riding on the back of water dragons and all mm -hmm. kinds of, you know, crazy stuff. Right. Like that interaction is going to be super like unique and cool to see. Honestly, as long as it comes out with enough content where it's got like rainbow or sorry, not rainbow, um, red dead redemption type, you know, of hours that you have to put in to really beat the game. I think there's no way that it's not a hit. If it comes out and it's you can beat the entire game in a week, you know, by not even grinding that hard, I think that's where it flops. Basically, the only way it flops is if it runs out of content too fast. So what you so what you saying you want it to be a longer based game. You want to really yeah. get your work, you want to get your time into it. Like a lot of like what would be a good time for you? You thinking like what? You want to like put in like 20, 30 hours to a game? You think that would be like because I don't think it's a main series game, but like it all depends like on how you said how they do it like it isn't a main series game so like i don't know how long they would like try and make that and i don't feel like that's one of the games you could release dlc out for unless they like make you go to a different region but that wouldn't make sense because i feel like it's just like a one story and then done like what do you yeah. do after that like that's the thing what's the playability after that because once you beat it you're pretty much setting it down i'm I, i'm thinking off the top of my head like the way I'm seeing it, because like it's basically like you finish the Pokedex, you finish your job, game's over, you figure out Dialga or Palkia, and that's probably gone. So like, I mean, I would like to see like it it be a longer game, but also like you want to find like a good sweet spot too, because I'm not trying to put in 40 hours to a Pokemon game either. You feel? I see, that that number seems very low to me of 40 hours. Especially when I put it in the ideal of content, right? Like, if I'm streaming four or five hours a day and I'm playing only, you know, Pokemon Legends, I want to be able to stream that for ideally at least a month. So, I mean, you're looking at, for me, I think no more than, like, completion. Like, you could beat the game, but I'm talking full you know, Pokedex completed 
all the achievements done, I want like 200 hours. Holy shit. I want I That's want some a like wild number, grinder, bro. I want some grinder shit like that. I mean, that comes from my love of like content. Like it's kind of a selfish want of like I got 200 hours of content to farm out of this game, but having that time want, is so wild, bro. Like you got to like really picture that, bro. Are you going to dedicate 200 hours to a Pokémon game? To be honest, See, I feel like I would not, but like I would if it was like 50 something hours, like I could see that though, like completing the whole game, maybe finding every little Easter egg or like that's the thing is like I don't know how this type of style game would work with that though, because it's not like original Pokemon game where like you battle gym leaders and then you're done. You're pretty much exploring and you have to figure out Pokedexes and stuff like that, right? Pokedex entries, really figuring out what's going on and why these Pokemon are acting weird. So it is more of an exploration game, and it might have more of a story to it than what I think it will. So I just don't, I feel like 200 hours, that sounds like some fucking, that's a crazy ass number. How long was Breath of the Wild? Breath of the Wild was only like a 100 hour game, I think, right? Uh... And I, I feel like a Breath of the Wild game would have 20 times more of the content than what a Pokemon maybe, game would maybe have. Maybe I'm off the pack then because... So it says... Maybe I'm not too far off because I'm going with like a completionist mentality of everything being done. Breath of the Wild was main story 50 hours, main plus extras 100 hours, completionist 192 hours. So 200 hours... For a completionist, I think that's somewhat reasonable. I mean, main hours, you're right on the head, though. 50 hours, right in that time. You know, like, I, for me, I feel like we're in a era of gaming where we run into droughts way too fast. Yeah, and maybe true. it's it's attention spans. Maybe it's, you know, we're just adults that have other responsibilities. And games just don't hold our attention the same. Mm -hmm. Where, you know. I feel that, too. That could be a, a very big case of, you know, why games are, you know, feeling more and more like we're running out of good games to play. Um, and maybe we just don't have that childlike, you know, enthusiasm for just running around the game doing nothing, but we're just enjoying ourselves because we're playing this game. And, you know, we're not doing anything, but we're just exploring. Um, but I feel like 50 hours is definitely a decent amount of playtime. Um, from a business aspect, I think content, I want to be able to farm as much as possible. Um, I don't want to run out of, you know, a game to play and then be searching for the next thing to play. Um, right. You know, like, take Among Us, for example, right? Like, Oh, my Disguised God. Toast, what did he say? Listen, listen, listen. Disguised Toast played Among Us and uploaded Among Us content every day for eight months. <laughs> every day for eight months that is absolutely insane hours put into a game that is little dudes running around killing and you know this crazy metas that they would come up with but like you look at that and i look at it from a content creator perspective of anybody who was in those lobbies now post among us era don't average anything under than ten thousand viewers a stream and so when you look at that in the guise of how you build content, it's consistency. It's always being, you know, there, always having content to post. 
And if we're creating games that only last 40 hours and we're done, you're not really fostering that type of content creation, right. you know? Yeah, I get that too. I get that too. No, I get what you're saying because like you want to be able to get the full worth of what your game is. So like mm -hmm. if you pay $60 for a game that you do want to like get that time in for what you uh what you got it for. You want every content, you want it to be a long game, a grind. You're like, "Yo, like I paid good money for this." But like, let's say you don't like it and then you get halfway through and then you're just like, "Oh, bro, I'm so fucking so tired of this. I don't want to finish this or whatever else." Like people get those feelings too. Like yeah. for some games, like I do like having that long completion time because like there's a lot of things you could do. You could play the game a certain different way and still end up at the end destination for what you think. And some games will work out like that. But I think nowadays, like I feel like we have too many AAA games that like they force you to grind so much that it's hard to do everything. Right. So like yeah. you have to literally dedicate your thing, your time to one thing. And that's the thing that sucks about gaming sometimes. So, like, you're saying, like, yo, I want to play this for 200 hours. That's so like, it's cool. Okay, so, like, you're dedicating your two months to this or your month and a half to this, but you get your content out of it, which is fine. But during that month and a half, you're really losing content on everything else. There's only 24 hours in a day. A lot of that yeah. time, let's say you do a stream for five hours a day or whatever else, and it takes that much time then you're missing out on like your backlog and it's like, okay, well now while you're doing this apex says, yo, you can do these challenges and you can get this skin. And it's like, well now I'm wasting out on apex. So like, that's why when it comes to me, bro, like when it comes to like that many hours in a game, like that's why I'm so intrigued with games like uh resident evil, like resident evil is like a really good get to the point game, really good game, but it's also a 10 hour game or a 15 hour game max to where like you get a story you get scared, you get content out of it, and then you're on to the next thing. So, like, yeah. I've that's why I've always liked the Resident Evil games. Like, I played seven and eight, and it only took me a month to complete both of them. Um, granted, I did use a guide when I got stuck, but I'm not gonna hold you, bro. Yeah, I used a guide. I mean, like, sometimes, bro, like when you in the chat, bro, and you don't get no help, it's like I'm I'm trying to figure <laughs> this out real quick, bro. I've been going in circles for the past two hours. Like, yeah, like I call. I call truce or whatever. I surrender at that point. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna get on Google, bro. There was this super scary part in Resident Evil Eight, man. And I don't know if you played the game or not. I just wanted her to sit on me, bro. Uh, and That's we're it. gonna go to a commercial break. No, <laughs> Insert ad here. <laughs> My boy said I just wanted her to sit. You talking about Mama? Big mama. You already know, bro. That's the only reason I watched. The only reason I was interested. She's bad, bro. Just bad. Like the vampire vibe. I'm not a horror game at all. I am absolutely. Hold the... on. Let me let me double check. See if more around. Hold on, real quick. Bro, let me tell you, bro. <laughs> let me tell you something. All right. I know what you're saying right now. I totally agree. All right. We're going to keep this between us and the pod, okay? I don't think Mo <laughs> listens to the pod, all right? We're going to keep this between no, she us. Doesn't. She 100% does. She's she, she, she the first listener. Mo, a real one. She's probably the first one to listen to it, bro. <laughs> probably the first one listening to it saying, like, man, my man is a fucking moron. <laughs> bro, like, she's what like, dude. Up like, for, she's like, she be shaking her head like this dude. We got this, this dude is on the mic talking. But fucking, um... <laughs> Bro, are we not going to talk about, like, the, the sisters, bro? You know, the sisters that she had, too? Come on, bro. 
bad, the whole, bad, the a whole, group of the bad whole bitches. Stab, stab me, stab me. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, King, bro. We on it. We on it. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> hey, I got Nick to sheesh with me, baby. That's all. I can retire now. I've accomplished everything my career was set out to be. He got me to say Timmy Tenders. I got in to hit a sheesh. It's done. I need That's you to it. get more than 10 damage, bro. <laughs> I'm on the pod, though, bro. I'm disrespectful. Anyways, anyways, bro. Um, fucking. Nah, uh, don't worry. Don't, nah, don't worry, bro. I'm going to come through. I'm going to clip every shot you miss. 10 damage. That's the only chat message I'm going <laughs> to get from now on. What you mean? Ain't nobody watching my streams, bro. You ain't gotta worry. At twitch.tv slash you love Nick Tanner. Don't come at me with that <laughs> bullshit, bro. Everybody fucking loves your streams, and that's why I fuck with your streams too. Is because it's like when you come in there, like I remember the one stream where we were talking about the silk uh, milk with fucking um, one toe Jack, and we were just in there like vibing. Like you could come into your stream, bro, and. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. Everybody's involved. Everybody's there. Like, no one's paying attention to the fact that you played for six hours and collectively did a thousand damage. You know, it's oh, not anything wild. like that. Nobody's not worried my, about that. Not on my you know? platform, bro. We did not say six hours, a thousand damage. Hey, There's bro, no shot, with- bro. <laughs> Hour deep and just comes through with that. That's so wild. That's so uh. wild to me, bro. <laughs> hey, bro, you out here doing your thing, but hey, you are ass. I'm going to just let you know right now. <laughs> oh. No, no, like that's oh. what I'm saying that you were saying, bro. Like, oh, what is that yeah, called? Yeah, that's yeah. like a um, they, that's backhanded like, compliment. Baby. Yeah, that's what it is, bro. Well, they'll be like, I hey, hit you with the hey, man, I know you <laughs> out there, bro, and you out here doing your thing, bro. Like, people fucking love you. But you do need to work on brushing your teeth, bro, because your breath stinks, bro. I'm going to just let you know that right now. I know that you were doing something on stream, and I saw a piece of lettuce in your mouth. Like, we need to floss. Floss, King. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's how it is. That's how it is. Sometimes you just got to hit him with the nice little humbler. Sergio, he didn't, have an, he didn't have an heirloom for the longest time. Now he does ego through the roof, bro. You got to hit him with the humble sometimes, bro. It's, uh, you got to hit it with it. It's arcs, bro. It's all about arcs. You an anime head or what? <laughs> oh, baby. don't. What's the most recent anime you've watched? And don't give me no whack answer. Uh, Johnny Test. What about you? <laughs> nah, deadass. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen. I said Johnny. Oh, my. She said the redhead twin sisters. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen, bro. Don't get me started. All right. How I have so many theories about how that's going to end. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So for me, I was literally just watching an episode before we hopped in the call earlier today. And To Your Eternity. Have you heard about this anime? What's it called? To Your Eternity. Bro, this anime is the only anime that, like... I'm a man, bro. All right. Well, we're going to start with that. This is the only anime I have ever watched that has had multiple episodes made me cry. Like that, bro. This anime grabs your heartstrings and just rips them out, bro. Just straight rips them out. It's essentially, without spoiling the show, 
for anybody that may be listening and for you because I hope you do watch it. But it's called To Your Eternity. Um, it's airing right now. I think it's on episode like 19. Um, it just came out uh, a couple months ago. And it's essentially about this being that is immortal that was put on the earth to learn from people. And it only evolves by experiences, mm-hmm. by negative or positive experiences. Mm-hmm. And as it continues to go through the world, it will experience things and then it can kind of inhabit or recreate the things that it has experienced in the world. Like it experienced a, uh, you know, a spear and it can create a spear from memory basically. And the show kind of sets you up to the thing that helps it evolve the most is tragedy. So you go through these characters that you just dearly fall in love with, and then you see their demise, and then this immortal being has to take on the people it's basically fallen in love with or it's had great impact and influence on their life and continue living throughout the world as these different people. It's absolutely like the concept. Bro, that sounds like hell. That sounds like hell, bro. That's kind of it's kind of brain fucking if you if if I'm being honest with you, bro. Listen. Give it five I have an anime rule. Any recommendation that I ever get, I give five episodes. I think by the fifth episode, you could have four bad episodes, fifth one's a banger, and now you're hooked on the series. That's kind of what happened with um Jujutsu Kaisen for me. And Jujutsu same thing Kaisen with like was dry. So dry. Yeah. It was it was kind of, you know, meh. And then when you started really getting introduced to the curses and you started to see like the traditional, you know, like shonen jump type of story arc start to evolve and you're like, "Oh, this show is actually kind of fucking dope." The same thing with, you know, Two Year Eternity, all of these different animes is like, give it 5 episodes, I promise you're going to this anime will make you cry, bro. Like if it doesn't, if you're hooked on a certain character, nah, deadass, I bet it will. That's the thing is like you got to be hooked to the right character, and then they, they just gotta hit you, bro. Like I'm already the way that they do it, it's just you, it's done, and you're just like, did that just happen? And then episode, it's like, boom, tragedy episode end. Wait till next week, and you're just like, nah, why? Like, that's uh, why, that's why I'm, know? that's why I'm over like, um watching an episode waiting a week bro like i had to wait for the anime to be mm-hmm. fully out at that point because i'm not waiting next week bro you got me so fucked i'm binging every anime <laughs> so fucked you, bro have you watched um tokyo revengers nah but it's always popping up on my Crunchyroll account it's Listen. always popping up front page so i'm guessing it's hot right now it's hot right now i will say it's it's in its infancy as an anime it's a pretty well written manga um obviously i haven't written written read 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 i'm figured out i haven't okay (laughs) i haven't read (laughs) read 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 road (laughs) licked that's not right hey yo that fucking that that bud light lemonade really hit him to the dome like oh bro you already know, bro. What is it? Seven in the morning? Oh man. For you? Uh, yeah, what is I don't even know, bro. I lost track of time. I'm having too much fun. I'm having a blast, dude. I'm having yeah. a blast. <laughs> so with 
Tokyo Revengers, right? Like, it's a very well-established manga series, but it's just coming out with its first season of anime. I will say, undoubtedly, it has the potential to replace anime in my top five. Absolutely. Like, Damn. Like that. Like, I think the story is revolutionary. It can go in so many different ways. If you're a fan of the series, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It has that same level of emotional impact. Character development is phenomenal. Like, I, I will undoubtedly recommend this anime to anybody, whether you're a new anime watcher or you're, you know, a seasoned vet. This is an anime for you, 100%. I'll definitely have to look into that because I like anime's has been a little bit dry to me too. Like, I mean, like there's only, mm. I have to really, 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 really get hooked onto something. Like one of my favorite animes right now is black Clover but right now. Black Clover is even like a little, a really dry to me to where like, I can't even finish what's going on because it's like going really slow and I'm just not like in the mood to watch it. So, um, I kind of just been sitting on the back burner. Like I always come to a point to where like I watch too much anime and then I burn myself out because I'll watch like yeah. 50 episodes in like two days. And I'm like, bro, I don't want to watch another fucking cartoon again. Uh, so right now I've been watching the, uh, the Marvel series and right now I'm on captain America. So Ooh. yeah, I'm watching them all in cinematic order. So like I've been enjoying them. I've never really watched, um, any of the Marvel movies except for iron man. My, my dad was big into iron man. So I've watched iron man one, two and three. And then I watched the first Avengers. I think I've watched one of the Captain America movies. And then I think I watched Endgame, right? That was the, not the last one, but the, like the first setup with Thanos, that movie. Yeah. I watched that one and I was just like, I don't know. For me, superhero movies kind of all just kind of fell by the wayside. I don't know. I've never been like a big superhero person, you know, like growing up, I was never like the get me the Batman toy, you know, things like that. Um, no, so, I never really looked up to superhero. I was more into like Ninja Turtles, which I mean, yeah. like, I feel like that's more of like, not like a superhero, but like, I feel like with those, they, I mean, like they, they, they're technically the same thing. They just don't lay, they don't have like capes and shit like that. But like Ninja Turtles was hard, bro. Optimus Prime, like, um, with the, when you go to Transformers and shit, like, I like that too. Like, I never really been into like Marvel. Like, I've I've always thought like I know it sounds dumb and like I'm gonna get roasted for this, whatever, bro. I don't care at this point because it's my pod. But uh, fucking, I think like things like uh, like superheroes that are just super buff, like Batman. Like, I think it's like the corniest thing ever. Like, technically, you can't even do shit, bro. Like, you're basically just have inventions and you're super buff. And basically yeah. Joker keeps on getting away. So like, what are you really doing at this point, bro? Like you're just an actual human that wears like a suit at that. Like, I don't really consider you to be badass at all. Like if you're going to be a superhero, like I want you to have some sort of power, right? Like flash, at least flash is super fast or at least like, uh, going to the other side. If you go to like Marvel, like Thor, at least he's a God and he gets some sort of like hammer and lightning and whatever else. I like that. Yeah. Um, like, like, I, I consider, like, Iron Man, like, yeah, he's not really, like, his suit is basically all he has, but at the same time, like, I feel like his biggest his biggest weapon is how smart he is. Like, at least, yeah. like, if he's if you're going to be a superhero, at least be fucking smart. Like, you just got like, money, Batman. Like, you just got money, Batman. Yeah, I feel like, like Batman real. just became, you know, he became a, a, a skilled fighter, but then he has Alfred and Lucius Fox. Like he has those people developing his, you know, new little tools and things like that. It's very much less. He's a superhero and more of just like, you know, a vigilante. Mm -hmm. I will say in the superhero universe though, 
the one thing I do kind of latch onto and identify with is more like the kind of darker, more realism, gruesome type of storytelling that you'll see on like The Dark Knight with, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker or um, the show Gotham, which is where you're seeing kind of like the origin story of superheroes, where it's less about, you know, Penguin is the Penguin, but you're seeing Penguin as Oswald, you know, Cobblepot, and seeing how he gets his limp, how he becomes into power. You're seeing how, you know, people like the Riddler have, you know, dramatic mental illness, and they kind of go through this psychotic type of, you know, thing, and then they start causing, you know, chaos within the city of Gotham. You know, it's more set in, like, less of like the fantasy and more in like real world, real life and what it would look like if these people were real humans. To me, I kind of latch with that. I don't latch onto like the fantasy side of nah, things. Nah, like that's that stuff. Like I'm not really super into too. Like I want to know like your backstory, bro. Like you got to yeah. have like a good ass backstory. Like I like looking into like how you became who you are, or maybe how your powers developed. Then I can judge you based off that, bro. Like just based off a superhero, like, I can't fuck with you just because, like, you, like, yeah, you save people and you're super buff, but, like, literally, you just have a bat boomerang. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I really just think, like, that in that sense, like, I could judge you more, like, off a superhero like that. Like, I, I'm just over the super buff, like, um, like, all muscle, yeah. like, hand-to-hand compact. Like, bro, like, I need a, I need a, uh, a superhero that's, like, x-ray vision or like i need a fucking superhero that uh mind control like i need one superhero that actually uses mind control against bad people like that'd be kind of hard like usually when you think mind control it's like bad guys but i mean yeah that's an interesting take of like superheroes like with those types of powers that you would traditionally see on like a villain or use for evil like in the hands of a good guy that'd be kind of like gas to be honest like could I'm you saying. imagine like oh bro a, gu- a, like a good a good there. a good guy convincing another bad guy to be good like that'd be kind of hard but like his hey. arch his arch villain would probably have to have some sort of like um counter to that like maybe he doesn't have a brain maybe he's a robot but then you kind of be fucked because like you can't mind control a robot because a robot's not real so like then you would yeah. have to figure out another way to beat him i mean i think you could see like a dynamic of like um magneto and oh my god i don't know his name from the x-men the other i never watched an x-men bro oh okay hold on we're so glad that google is here at our fingertips right though x-men first class let's see professor x and magneto so professor x and magneto professor x can use mind control Magneto can control metal and, you know, basically throw metal around. And Magneto, they end up becoming, you know, they were friends and they become enemies through differences of opinion. And Magneto actually makes a helmet that is not metal, but is a certain type of, like, alloy that blocks out Professor X's ability to read his mind and control and do all of that. You know, like, that's, that's the type of thing that, like, makes things unique but low-key this is a little bit more of like less of a superhero but like a style that i would appreciate superhero movies in more is things like john wick like i don't know if you're a john wick kind of guy i've bro, been saying but- this shit 
for fucking months, bro. I have been in my group chat. I need a superhero with a gun, bro. I said, I said, okay, so like, bro, my vision, imagine how badass Captain America would be if he had an MP40, bro. But like, I know they don't kill, but even if the MP40 was filled up with pellets or something, bro, give me something. Give me something, bro. Like, I don't like that all Captain America has is muscles and a shield. Or he could use his shield as a weapon. He don't. Rarely. He uses his out of a frisbee and it hits people and stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I guess if you consider that like him fighting, but like, bro, like, I just want one superhero that has guns. And I guess you could say like Deadpool. But like, Deadpool, like, he's just a troll, bro. He just like he ain't really like yeah. I, I don't really can when you think superheroes, do you really think him? He's more he's less superhero and more like an anti-villain. That's the you know, thing, like, bro. There's a difference between like being a hero and like protecting the world. And then there's also like somebody who just stops the bad guys or maybe he's stopping someone for his own good. It's not like yeah. he could really say like he could say like fuck the world and he could just like defeat this guy because he's in his business. And like, I need to get this guy now because he took my wife or he's out to get me type stuff. Then it's more just like it's um, it's personal at that point, like. There are heroes yeah. like that. I think it's like a superhero. It's like someone like uh, the Captain America, who obviously like Endgame, and he's like really uh, he's um he's protecting the city. He's getting people out, and he's trying to like protect everything at all costs. Like that is the definition of a superhero. And then like how you said, there's like someone who could just be anti-villain. It's just really just focused on just like getting the, getting their shit done so they could live their normal life. So yeah, you know, like the you know it killed my dog. You know, like in the John Wick for me, I think has probably been the best that cinematic. A, that man's a bad bro. man. That's a bad bro. man, bro. John Wick is a bad man. That's a fucking brutal, absolutely brutal with a pen. Just the entirety of the story, like they they hit it straight off the bat. They like they let you know that John Wick is not one to be fucked with. You know, like. Baba Yaga, bro. You don't mess with him. You don't. You don't hit him with it. Like, and the fact that they can go through three movies and tell like a little bit more of the story and show just a slightly different background to who John Wick is. And you're so entertained, bro. Like in the second movie where he grabs the axe and just fucking throws that shit over his head, bro. Like the fighting, everything in that move in that movie franchise phenomenal absolutely phenomenal you know what i'm saying like those to me if they made superhero movies that were more in that line in the realism in the real world people that were just naturally talented at things and then just straight show out on everybody and anybody oh bro i'm subscribing to that (laughs) yeah i i need i need them to step it up with those type of stories bro because this just fist to fist content is not any even like Suicide Squad. There really wasn't like anything that stuck out to me. A lot of these guys are more yeah. like brutal fist to fist type things. Um, but that was a good talk on that. But we have <laughs> questions. I know I kind of like cut it off roughly, but we do have questions that we do have to get into. And um, I'm gonna bring this up. If you guys don't follow me on Twitter, you guys can follow me at you love Nectana on Twitter. And the only reason I say that is because we have fan questions every pod. Um, every pod we do questions. Usually I'll tweet it out like two or three days beforehand. 
and um, I'll tweet out and be like, hey guys, I'm doing show notes for the pod. If you guys have any questions that you want us to ask about anything like gaming, streaming, life in general, anything, like just go ahead and ask, like, um, and we'll get to them if we can. Um, so, um, fucking 951 did that too. So we have a few questions here and I'll let him go ahead and pick out the first question. I'll answer it and then he can answer it. And then we'll, uh, we'll go back and forth on ones that we really want people to answer and, uh, go from there. So I feel like we're low key kind of obligated as this, as leads of a team, as people that new up and coming creators will kind of like look up to or ask advice for is what advice would you give to somebody that is starting in content creation or is, you know, just interested in how to get started? So we're talking about people that haven't done any content creation at all and just starting streaming and just getting their, uh, feet off the they ground. made they made their twitch channel last week okay uh the first thing i would suggest to you is man is just like um if anything uh being a new content creator um you got to realize when it comes to the twitch platform it's hard to get discovered uh especially if you're playing games like apex you're fighting with uh two twenty thousand people that are potentially playing the same game as you same viewers uh same type of setup whatever you're just starting off first thing i would say is grow a community and how you grow a community is basically going through social media. Um, I start up with Twitter. I think Twitter is obviously the best one, but obviously Instagram's always good. Um, let people know who you really are. Like you want people to like have a feeling for you without having to go into your stream. So they know what to expect out of you. They know, like, I like you for this. And, um, this is why I fuck with you. And this is like, Oh, that's, that's Andrew. He's the one with the duck emotes and, He's the one that um, has the beautiful face and whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to, like, let people know who you are so they feel obligated. Like, yo, this dude's really cool. I'm going to go ahead and stop by his stream because I definitely like how he, how he, what vibes he give off, how he goes on social media and whatever else. Um, So definitely that would be the first thing to start off with. And then, like, if you do invest any money, uh, get a, get a light, a cheap light that you could, uh, adjust the brightness on and then a webcam, which are very cheap. So like budget wise, like a hundred bucks. So I would say that would be my first, um, so, and, and a mic, which Mike don't get anything super crazy. As long as people can hear you upgrade down the road, uh, webcams, the big thing though, you want people to get your emotions and your raw emotions when you're playing the game. So that would be my first tip to you. Just grow on socials, have a brand, get a feeling of how people would mess with you and grow a community based on that um and then you could go ahead and uh give your two cents i'm pretty sure you're pretty much going to say the same thing so yeah i'm gonna just kind of double down on what you said um and as well as give my advice on what i see people do wrong um as far as social media goes and as really trying to grow a community um number one is to try to just be you be yourself I mean, I'm going to, you know, enjoy you as a person or I'm not. And that just is what it is. And at the end of the day, if you're not being, you know, authentic to yourself and really enjoying what you're doing, you're you're not going to really go anywhere. Um, that's just the way I see it. A quote that I always carry. I know I sent this to Nick in the DMs just the other day is you're only interesting to the point at which you're interested. And that can apply to anything. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're talking you could, we could have picked, you know, podcast topics today that we thought were good, but we don't truly care about. So the emotion's not there. The, 
you know, the love for what we're talking about isn't there. We're not getting excited, genuinely excited, right. um, because that's what's going to show like your personality and people ultimately are going to watch you for your personality. They can find the game anywhere they want. The next thing I would say is comes down to networking, right? Right. That's the big one. You, too. you need to network on social media. There's a way to do this correctly. There's a way to do this the wrong way. The wrong way is to follow me or follow Nick and DM us a clip and go, hey, subscribe and like my stuff and check me out. Hey, okay, bro, that's... like, let me get that follow back. Like, uh, yeah. don't ever expect a follow back out of anyone. If that, like, there's one thing, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, if there's one thing when it comes to this industry, guys, like, I know, like, um, don't ever feel like the world revolves around you because at the end of the day, it really don't. Like, I know that sounds like shit to say, but like, you can't, this is like a platform where you can't, rely on people to stop by every day people have things in their own life they got to worry about maybe mm -hmm. you're friends with another content creator so like you can't look at it as like you have to look at me look at me like i'm doing this like you need to give your full attention to me because that's never the best way to do it and if you do that you're going to stress yourself out thinking like yo people should be watching me all eyes should be on me because they got people have stuff to do and not 100 percent of that revolves around you so like always remember that when it comes to content creating for sure yeah. So like when you're on social media and I'll give you a good example of kind of how I approach social media, like I'll use how I started interacting with Nick, right? Like obviously, you know, we're boys now. We have good vibes. We game together. You know, we're on this show together and, you know, we do projects here and there type of thing. But how that started was genuine interaction on social media. Not me replying to something that he posted and being like, hey, bro, you know, let's game together or, you know, whatever. <laughs> he would make, you know, some kind of meme post Fucking or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He would make some kind of post and I would genuinely, you know, reply to it and interact with him on social media. And eventually it came back to we see like we're small Twitter accounts. We see the same people interacting. We're like, OK, I, you know. I'm starting to learn who you are through your Twitter, how you respond, and I'm going to catch vibes from you. And if I fuck with you, I'm going to follow you back and I'm going to start interacting with you back. Right. right? That, I'm not just going to go out of my way because you have content creator in your bio to follow you and hope that something comes from it. Like I'm only going to follow people I'm genuinely interested in because at the end of the day, when I open my feed, I want to see stuff I'm interested in. I don't want to follow people just to follow people so that they follow me back. You know? So like, interact with people genuinely don't do yeah. it just because you want to gain something from them or you want to play with them because they have more viewers than you that is the wrong approach that's the way to burn bridges that's the way you're going to shoot yourself in the foot start interacting and being you know genuine find people that kind of share the same game interests whatever it may be and, and just go from there and then once you start having some kind of interaction with these people like i interacted with nick on social media on twitter a little bit here and there on tiktok like i'd reply to a clip that i thought was dope on madden for like two or three months before i even ever watched his streams that's the you thing know? is like yeah like he makes a good example and like we knew each other on social media just like catching vibes off each other like uh we like the same interest we're both content creators and he always came by and was just like yo man that was dope or like he would just like always just like compliment and he would always just be he never said once about his channel at all and like he never promoted his shit like he was just a generally just cool dude like i and then like i saw his stuff and i'm like yo this man has a mad gaming setup i love gaming setups bro and we just found interest with each other 
And then yeah. just like based more off each other, it's just like we got to know each other and then uh really learning how he has leadership and how he works on his craft like a lot better than a lot of people that been doing this shit for multiple on multiple years and this man puts in the work and I'm pretty sure my man quote me if I'm wrong you don't even have more than like 300 followers bro but you put in nope. the you put in the work and you 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 try hard and you're gaining those followers just from generally being a cool dude and that's how you get people to rock with you bro like you could have you could have a million followers but like I'd rather have I'd rather have 20 people that rock with me every day and 20 people that will like listen to what I say. And generally like when I give them advice, they listen to my advice and they rock with what I'm saying and they buy my merch or they just like, they trust me on every aspect of everything I do. Like they could rely on me for anything than having a million people and only like one of them rocking with me, bro. Yeah. Like I want to be influential, bro. It's all about being influential and growing friendships outside of that. Cause at the end of the day, bro, it's about making friends too. Like, don't ever, like, use someone for, like, their own gain or whatever. Like, yeah, like, me and Andrew, we're, like, helping each other out by doing projects with each other. But it's definitely, like, a mutual-ass thing. Like, Yeah, you know. So, just to wrap up that question, be genuine, be to yourself, and, and don't come into this thinking you're going to make it a career. I will tell you right now, in my setup alone, I have well over ten grand invested, okay? That's $10,000 into my setup. And guess how much money I make on Twitch? Less than $100 a month, okay? So I still probably have, you know, another month of streaming before I even hit my payout, you know? This is one, it's a passion for me. I have a day job. I clock in and out, and then I come home and I do this because I love it. Mm -hmm. If you want to get into content creation, you need to, one, do it for the love of it, and then it will grow and people will start rocking with you when they knew know who you are you know they're not going to just because you're the next dude on twitch there's you know a hundred million other people that could be streaming on twitch that'll take your viewers that'll you know get your prime subscribers that other people you rather pay their money to support if they're rocking with you you want it to be because of you you know to you like you yeah. want like i've had people and i'll make it quick and then we can go to the next question but like i people yeah. generally like I'm at the point to where like I'm comfortable calling myself a variety streamer because I have people that generally just want to come to my stream just for my sake. I could play fucking my my little pony adventure and I'd still have people come in that are my boys. You know what I'm saying? I know Andrew gonna be the first one there. Like that's what I'm saying. Like Telling that, you that, that you're getting ten damage with the little love, ponies. That's you know? love. Like, that's love though. That's what you want, bro. Like at the end of the day, like you want people just to be there and vibe out with you and just crack a few claws and just. Have a good time, bro. Just have fun. Don't think about it so serious and generally just make friends through it. And it takes time. That's the thing, too. Um, yeah. um the next question is um, I don't want to say her name wrong. It's uh it's Alicia, right? Yes. Okay, so we're gonna go with if you could go back in time, what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh man. That, little, that's... Little, little Andy walking through school in the <laughs> museum, and it's like Hey, buddy, don't piss your pants today. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll answer this in two fronts. I'll answer this in a genuine, like, world answer and what I would give as life advice, and I'll give one that's more gaming-centered because I know we're all gamers here. Um, so I'll start with gaming. I would say trust yourself more and 
to be more dedicated and to know if you believe in the projects that you were believing in or you were, you know, doing a project and you thought it was going to be the next big thing and the people you were looking up to didn't think it was anything and wrote you off and you didn't get any type of support for it, just stick with it. Stay with what you want to do and eventually you'll find your audience. Now I'm lucky enough to say that I have done that. Um, as life advice though, and this one's going to be a little bit deeper, but is find better crutches for things like anxiety. Don't turn to substances as nicotine. Like, find ways that you can cope with life, you can cope with stress, other than turning to the easy routes. That would probably be the number one thing. As 22-year-old, I think the last four years, it's been constant battles of anxiety, things like that, mm -hmm. and really just trying to get to the point where you can stand on your own two feet as an adult. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in society now, we don't really focus on, you know, actually educating people on how to handle your emotions, how to handle things like stress, pressure. Um, so those would be the two things. One, trust yourself. Stay true to what you believe in. And two, focus on, you know, finding better ways to deal with your problems. Don't go back and repeat your same mistakes. I like that answer, bro. Like, um, if I could say one thing for me, um, and I'm gonna just start by saying, bro, like sometimes, man, the world's just a cold ass place, bro. Like, um, back when I was like younger, bro, like I wouldn't say like I got fucked with a lot, like picked on mm -hmm. or bullied or anything, but like I did get fucked with all the time, man. I just used to let it happen. I used to think that like, I was just like a nerd or just like a bad person. It was just like, nah, man, like if I could go back and tell myself, it's just, people are just harsh people, man. Some people just do that shit to feel better about themselves. And like, at the end of the day, bro, like I still came out fine, bro. And I still came out like doing what I loved and like pursuing what I do, man. And not feeling like that type of person. Now I feel like people look up to me after like, after all them long days of school and just going through and just getting fucked with all the time and stuff like being like the nerd, bro. But now it's like people look up to me and stuff. Like, I don't know. Like yeah. if I could give myself one advice, it'd just be like, um people are just cruel man just a cruel world but like you got to keep your head up and you just got to focus on yourself bro like i can't like focus because somebody said one thing i got to know myself better and i have to trust myself and know like yo like they just talking shit they don't know who i am i got to know who myself is so really mm. knowing yourself and really like uh just pursuing what you love still and not worrying about what everybody said because people are going to talk bro like there's a Kanye West like lyric and like, I know it, it's like, I think we've all heard it, bro. And it's like, um, he goes, um, everybody's going to say something. I'd be nervous if they said nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of shit. Like you got to live by bro. Like if people ain't saying, if people aren't worried about you, bro, then like they, they not, they, you ain't really doing shit for them, bro. Like they think that you just like, eh, he ain't doing shit, bro. But when you really get people to start turning their heads and you get people talking because you're doing this and you're doing that and they trying to find things wrong with you to make them feel better, you know, you're doing something right. So, mm, that, bro, that is such a good, like answer, like a good response. And like, I would say one more thing I'd add on to what you said is don't let other people define you. Right. That's don't, the main don't thing. Don't let the opinions of somebody else define who you are, you know? Damn, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, definitely that. Just like, just be yourself, man. You just stay on your own track, bro. Like people, 
people going to do what they want regardless, bro. It's all about how you stay on track and how you uh, push yourself to be the best person you could be. So now this one I feel like was a question made just for you. Oh, it's, beautiful. What is the dream setup and what is your most favorite piece of equipment that you have at this current point? Okay. So listen, man, for me, I think the dream setup is what I have. The only thing I wish I would have is maybe a longer desk because right now, like my PC's not on my desk. I had to get a separate piece of furniture for that. But like, mm. I like the triple monitor layout. Is it a little overkill? I think so. But like, it's also to the point to where like, I could have my OBS on one screen just by itself, my gameplay on one and everything else on the left side of my screen. I love it. And then just like having all my systems on here are, are nice. Like I have a lot of nest, nice, like tech. Like I love my XLR microphone. When I say it's my favorite, I'd say it's close. But like, if it came to anything, I guess it would be my camera, bro. Because like, uh -huh. just like improving, like it's something about it. Like just being able to be in 4k. Like I really don't use the 4k, which I haven't tried it yet. But like, I like being in 60 frames, uh, full HD, 1920, uh, 1080, just something about like me feeling like I'm moving a lot more smoother and whatever else. I just enjoy that way more than just feeling like I'm skipping around and whatever else. Like I like feeling smooth, like. I don't really fuck with the 30 frames. Like I noticed it to a point to where it was bugging me. So, um, is it worth that much for like a camera like that? Uh, probably not. But in my case, I wanted to use it for blogging and for taking pictures. And it's a lot more for me than just a webcam. Yeah. I use it as a webcam, but like, I want to use it for blogs and I want to be able to have the option to go 4k if I want to. And if I want to take professional pictures and whatever else, like, um, they make webcams now that are 19, 20, 10, 80, 60 frames. Fucking Elgato figured it oh. out. They figured it out, man, with the uh, the Elgato face cam. But so, um, so I would definitely say my Sony camera, but like a close second would be my uh, my mic, bro. Like I, 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 it's not even like the most expensive mic. Like it's like one of the cheaper Rode mics, like the XLR mics. But I just think it sounds good, looks good, and like it's definitely improved my like audio, uh, like crazy ever since i switched that from the blue yeti bro like i wish i wish like so going back to like how we were talking about like uh for growing as a content creator if you get to the point to where you do want to upgrade like don't even buy an expensive usb mic at that point bro like i wish i would have just instead of buying a blue yeti saved up that money and got a this mic and then saved up later to get an interface for it and then just like you sound way better than just spending 200 bucks on a USB microphone instead of spending a hundred on a mic and a hundred bucks on an interface. Because like this, this type of sound is just like, it's just, it's beautiful to me. I love it. Like I could definitely like tell based on my blue Yeti for sure. Yeah. The, the, the bass that comes in your voice, the clarity mm -hmm. it's, it's next level when you upgrade the audio I'm actually going to low-key kind of double down, like not to steal your answer, but because we rocking pretty much the exact same setup as terms of webcam. You know, we got the Sony a6000 for me. You have the 6100, correct? I was going to get the 6000, but uh, it didn't have an audio input. So like if mm. I wanted to record uh, vlogs and shit like that, so I just paid the extra, what was it? I think I paid like 100 bucks extra. Yeah. So for me... I love the webcam. It's something, two things I've always obsessed over. Audio quality 
and my camera quality. Now, yeah. I spent $700 for the kit that I bought on my camera. It came with two lenses and the camera. Plus, I ended up spending, I think it's like $150, $200 on the Caution camera. to anybody listening. This is not a flex at all, bro. Like, we're not no, trying no, no. to flex, bro. Trust me. We're just, we're giving a rundown of our shit, bro. Like, I don't want people to think like, oh, they're just flexing, bro. No, like, this is just generally shit that we really, 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 really care about. So, like, we... Yeah we make sure we give you all the details and why we do the things that we do with our products. So continue. I'm sorry. And I'll, I'll say not on the aspect of flex. I'll say in the aspect of why I justified spending this amount of money, 100%. I'll start with saying you can get away with spending a thousand dollars on a computer and less than $500 on all of your peripherals, including monitors and have a perfect stream setup and your content will be great. You don't need to spend 10 grand to have, you know, the best stuff. I've been doing this stuff for six years and that 10 grand is spent over multiple years. You know, it's not like I just threw 10 racks at a computer and, you know, camera and all the yards, you know, like I think the most I ever spent at one time was probably two grand. And that was literally building a brand new computer from scratch. The only thing I brought over from my old computer was my graphics card. So new motherboard, everything, and that all together was like $1,700. So what I love the most about my setup is probably going to be my camera, um, simply because like you can see the the bokeh effect in the background. I've obsessed over that. Of, I can like, see that fucking blurred... spider nest in the back too, fucking Gordon. Uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, Gordon, Gordon got to clean his setup up, bro. Gordon, but I know like... you're listening, bro. I'm calling you out. <laughs> you better get that shit, bro. Uh, Bro, there's like two half drinking water bottles back there. I'm DM. You know? I'm DMing him some cable management shit. He ain't gonna be knowing. He ain't even gonna know, yeah. bro. I'm just gonna DM him some cable management shit, and he. I'm just not gonna say nothing. He gonna listen to probably like, oh, that's why he sent it. <laughs> Damn. So I really love that effect. I feel like it adds just another level of depth. Like when you look at mine or Nick's webcam, like you will see a night and day difference in somebody else that doesn't have that. That's just using the you know traditional streamer mic. That's our streamer cam. Sorry. The next thing is going into the microphones, right? Like I'm rocking the, you know, the clout mic, the you clout know, I got the, for sure. the, the sure SM7B and I rocked an Logitech or not Logitech, a Audio Technica AT 2035 for four years before I ended up upgrading to this. And I like this mic, it's clarity, but this mic is only as powerful as the thing it's connected to. And this is probably the best thing in all of my setup, which is the Go XLR. Now, I know Nick rocks the mini. I decided to spend the entirety of $400 on this entire thing. Comes with a bunch of features, setups. The thing that I like the most is that it brings an all-in-one inclusive thing into your audio. It's just all my channels, all... I can separate Nick's audio from someone else's audio and control them individually. It's just what it allows you to do with effects, soundboards, everything. I think that's probably the coolest aspect of my entire setup. Right. It's just what it allows you to do. It's plug and play. It's the software. I think that's probably the best upgrade that I've done on my setup. I think it's definitely sure. like streamer paradise when it comes to an interface, just because it's yeah. so easy. It's colors. You could like literally have sliders and you can move shit up and down. Like I definitely love everybody's like, you can get the Scarlet and it's like, yeah, the Scarlet's cool. But like being able to like 
have hands on right here. It's like, oh, I want to turn, I want to mute his volume so I can press the mute button and then I can't hear you at all. So it's like, or I can make like little beep sounds or whatever else. So like, I mean, yeah, see, like it's just little shit like that to like as a streamer, like being able to have those on deck is nice. So yeah, I would say like one of the things that I think has been most useful in just this entire recording has been the cough feature where I just press my mic mute. But it's just one press of the button. I lift my hand up. It's just so simple. And I've used that like you may have seen it a few times. Like I've just blown burps off onto the side from that seltzer. But I just hit the quick mute. Doesn't come through on the audio. It just, you know. I'm wild. What... I'm wild. I burp into my shit, bro. I don't care. Oh, bro. See, <laughs> if I wasn't recording, maybe if I'm streaming, I may hit a burp here and there. But like, I just hit the quick mute. Like, it's just functionality. You know, Jordan Fisher, if you know who that is, he's... He's friends with Timmy probably... Tenders. Yes. Yes. He's also a... Broadway musical star, a Disney Channel star, a written musician. You know, if you know anything about entertainment, you know who Jordan Fisher is. Right, right. He talks about his setup as if he was a machine. And, you know, this is his operating station. Like, he's a TV broadcast. How everything is placed on his desk is set up very specific towards functionality. He doesn't want to move his hand all the way over here to, you know, hit something. His stream deck is right here where he can essentially press his buttons with his pinky without mm. taking his fingers off the keyboard. There's a lot of functionality into setups that you can do that'll make just night and day experience and like ergonomics is the best way to put it for, you know, enjoying what you do when you stream. Oh, for sure. I definitely feel you on that one. Um, did I ask the last one or oh no you didn't? Um, I guess I don't know who answered asked this one, but I'm gonna go with what is the uh, what is the most important thing in life to you? Ooh, man, I've been thinking about this question since I saw it on Instagram, um, and I was trying to think of like how would I answer this. Honestly, growing up in like the environment that I did, which ultimately was a fairly good environment to grow up in, you know, I was very blessed to have the things that I had when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But as I grew up into adulthood in my teenage years, I think the one thing for me personally, and maybe people know what the um, Enneagram is if you don't you can research it it's a very interesting topic it talks about um, personality types and kind of goes in deep about why your brain functions the way it does for me I'm a three which is called the achiever and a lot of times what happens is you really want to appear successful to people and what that could do is allow you to kind of embellish things or make it seem better than it really is. And right. so for me, the most important thing I think for myself is it sounds kind of corny, but is like, just be you like stop allowing the opinions of people to 
determine whether you did something or not, or whether you really showed who you were, you know, like in high school, not talking about certain topics because you wanted to fit in or you wanted to be cool. Um, and something that I've learned now as an adult, and like even you could go into like relationships and why relationships have failed for me in the past. And kind of like as you go into, you know, like, oh, I want a girlfriend or this and that. And it's like you're putting on a facade for people and not really being true to yourself. So people are like liking you for this projection of yourself that you're setting up. So like being true to yourself is being authentic to what you're interested in without really giving a fuck about what someone thinks, whether it's cool or not. Um, because ultimately, as I've gone into adulthood, where now I'm openly cool with talking about my love for anime at work, and not giving a fuck what people think or say about it, or right. talking about what I enjoy, mm -hmm. I have made actual friends and people that are going to be in my life for the remainder that I'm on this earth, because we have real bonds, we have real friendship, not, I was kind of interested in this, and I just wanted to fit in, so I said, yeah, I'm really into this, but then I really wasn't. So nah, like, or saying that like, yo, that shit's whack, but you definitely really like to do it and you really enjoy yeah. it. Like I get you just cause like somebody that you really thought was cool was like, yo, that shit's kind of whack. And you're like, well, I do it, but like I'll lie and be like, yeah, yeah, that shit's weird. Like, I don't know. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're like not being true to yourself, bro. At that point, it's like, and it's a hard thing to fight with, especially when, like, when you're young too, right? Because, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, like I said, like friends are hard to find. Friends are hard to come from when you're like, when you're that young and they like, they come and go and, um, you just trying to fit in, bro. You might just feel like, yo, I, I want to fit in. So like in order to fit in, I gotta, I gotta do what this guy's doing because obviously everybody likes this guy, but, uh, you realize that that's not the case cause you get older and it's like, yo, this guy that i'm living with now we have the same interest and it's like i don't gotta like flex anymore like i think flexing is like it's whack bro like when you come when you come to yeah. a sense like that bro you gotta be true to yourself bro if you ain't true to yourself then who are you true to like i never want to be getting on a on this app or like any platform that i have and feel like that i have to lie about who i am or like what i want to be because like at that point then like what are you what are you doing it for bro like i want people yeah. to see me for who i really am i'm not here to fucking make up some fake story or make up some fake bro i'm 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 who i am and you're who you are so like you yeah. gotta accept be, me for me be unapologetically yourself love what you love and enjoy what you enjoy and the reason i want to stress that and say it because i guarantee you your life will be more fulfilled you'll have friends that you genuinely rock with that are actual friends that love you for you and ultimately you're going to be happier person you know mm -hmm. like you're going to just kind of find your people you know you could go out with you know a hundred different people and this is like a little bit of a dating advice that i would give is i would always like for anybody that's younger, right, is you're always like, oh, I don't want to say something or mess it up or like she won't like me or he won't like me or this or that. Bro, I swear, be the like most Pepega you you could be because if you're straight, like if I'm straight Pepega Andrew and she's still like, yeah, I like this guy, like, you know, 
you know that they really like you for you, right? They're not like, oh, he's got 300 followers. He's a creative director. Oh, you know, like, nah, this is the guy that fell off the Apex map. Yeah, that's the one for me, you know, like, be yourself. Be yourself. Don't ever, don't ever change up for no girl, man. Ever. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Just, I'm, not, I'm not even gonna really get into it. Don't ever change up for no girl, bro. <laughs> like, don't ever, bro. Don't ever feel like you gotta like. Don't be a super cornball. Don't show her your anime uh, waifu uh, body pillow on the first day. But like, definitely don't be afraid to be like, yo, I rock with anime or I like doing this because, yeah. bro. Like at the end of the day, you're gonna have to tell the truth eventually, bro. Don't ever like feel like you have to lie to someone or try to be cool for a certain person. So, mm-hmm. um. I'ma be more I'ma be more just like straight to it. Ain't really that much to say about it. the most important thing to me is my son and my fiance. Cause like mm. I mean, like, if I didn't have them, like what would I really be as a like as a as a person? Like they make me who I am, bro. Like I do I work hard for them. And it's also like it, it goes both ways, right? So like Morgan sees the um the potential and like what the, kind of this stuff can be. And she like wants me to push for my dreams, bro. And any person that ever tells, like tells me to like, yo, you could do it. There's like a person I want to keep close to me. And like my son, dude is like my best friend. And he's literally just like a walking image of me, man. Like if I didn't have those two, bro, like I would have no will to work or to make sure that I'm making sure the bills are paid on time and shit like that, bro. They may, they, I want to be a better person for them. And I want to raise my son to be a better person for the world. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, if I didn't have that, those are definitely by far like I do. And I want to revolve more of my, um, my time in life to them. So, yeah. Which That's I think, dope, bro. That's I think he's dope. coming up right now. Oh, Maybe. big will. No. <laughs> Is he coming up here? Yeah. If he comes up, let's see how he acts. <laughs> He's screaming right we're, now. We're Will, we're Will stands over here. Come here, Bubba. Come here. I know it is hot. <laughs> I just want him to come here. Come here, Bubby. Oh. All right, I guess he isn't coming over here, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I guess that would be my answer for that. That's dope, man. Like that—that's genuine shit right there, bro. Like you know, like obviously as a person without kids, I can't really relate, you know. But I can imagine anybody that says, you know, artists and songs, any adults I've ever talked to, you know, they talk about. You know, you don't really understand the meaning of life until you're looking at, you know, your seed, your spawn, you know, it's like, right. It's different. Oh, look at the cake. (laughs) (laughs) It's hot as shit up here, bro. I had to cut you off for a second. Oh, no, bro. We like the show. Oh, chill. I got the sweats. I got the gray sweats. I forgot, bro. Oh my! You're gonna watch. You're gonna watch this bag, bro. That's a clip. That's a clip moment for TikTok right there. That's all I'm saying, baby. Anyway, (laughs) get in. Get into Uh, your. Get into one good last question, and we wrap it up. All right, baby. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. And whatever questions I don't get into, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna um, 
you could do it as well if you want but i'm gonna make sure i uh i'm gonna send a video for each person and i'm gonna uh send them their question because i couldn't get to it in the pod because we're already at uh two hours two hours so like <laughs> hey and this been, is this we've is been a, vibing we've, been, we've been uh recording content for three hours now guys so uh you're welcome that's what the grind is so <laughs> i won't i won't pull from the list um uh, but Eat i'll actually trip. i'll ask a question from myself i would say for you and constant creation what would be your i made it moment my made it moment that's a tough question to say that i made it i guess would be um it's tough to say man obviously probably live comfortable off of it um being able to support my my kid and my fiance off of it and myself um or just even yeah i guess that would probably be it um and also at the end of the day like I kind of feel like in a way I've pushed myself to be better than a lot of um, content creators anyway, not like to be like disregard what anybody else is doing. But like, I feel like I'm at the point to where like, if I can make someone smile with my content or if I could tell, if I could push someone to be better or I inspire somebody or somebody really gets a smile on their face. Cause I press a fucking go live button and I uh, get a hundred damage in apex. Then like at the end of the day, like, that that means the world to me bro because there's a million other things that someone could be doing you know what i'm saying like i do this shit um as of right now is just a hobby um i get a little bit of checks here and there or whatever my payout but they go right back into my setup into my stream to produce more content for the people that really rock with me so i think that's why i work so hard um but i think at the end of the day man i i honestly would like the real answer would be is like once if you could do this comfort comfortably for a job um, I know it would be stressful, but I'm, I don't even think that maybe like even partner, like even at the end of the day, if I, if I had to work, uh, like 40 hours or maybe even a little bit less than that. And I still was able to do this. I think I would say I made it because right now I'm working 60 hours and I'm still doing this. And it's like, I'm definitely like, it's not like I need to do but like, but I do both cause I want to, but like, I mean, that's the thing is like being it would be nice to be able to work less hours and then being able to do this and knowing that you got uh you got money coming in at all times yeah. you know bills paid consistent like i know like because i hate saying stuff like this because then it makes it seem like you're greedy but like when you get consistent money coming in from it and then you could really say like and then like it really like when it comes down to like taxes and real business shit like because like you guys may think it's not a thing but like when you come into like at the end of the year and they start telling you about taxes and they start talking about like how much did you make and they start checking up on you. That's a real thing. So like, um, when you start, uh, treating it like a business and stuff, like that'll come. Um, but like definitely just like being able to make money comfortable off of it and then, um, doing it about full time probably. But when, when you say full time, it doesn't mean like you have to quit your job full time could just be like 32 to 40 hours too, you know? Yeah. If I could do that no, 32 sure. to 40 hours consistently and not have to stress myself out and be like, cause some people could say full time, but they could do like eight hours Saturday, eight hours Sunday. And then like, they could be stressing themselves out being to do it comfortable and knowing like, if I do my 40 hours, I know that I'll get this amount of money and whatever else, then by all means, that's, that's the dream. What about for you? Oh man? yeah. So I've actually thought about this a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Like I've I've been a, a goal setter for 
a long time and it's actually going to come down to one of the topics that we talked about going back from really what led me here like looking at optic and seeing what those guys did and what inspired me to you know make content creation a, a real passion and a real desire for me to pursue um just in gaming as a business in general whether that's merch everything for me my i made it moment is to build odyssey up into a brand that is known that's not just a twitter team it's a business that you know people get their taxes and they paycheck every two weeks from um but for my personal like want is to get odyssey to a point where i have the ability to sit across the table on the eavesdrop from optic hex and be on his show and look at the man that inspired me to pursue content creation and be like yeah like what you're doing over there i rock with that that for me is feel like i could give up on content creation then the day after that and i would have achieved all of my goals that i have set out is basically right. to sit across from the person that inspired me to do content creation that gave the you know 13 14 year old kid playing black ops 2 the drive to commit six years now going on seven years mm -hmm. to leave his entire life in california to move into a house to try to pursue that and really make a push for it to sit across from him and be like what you are doing what you've done so far i respect it i like that That's answer it. too like like honestly now that you're thinking about it if i could like talk to my biggest content creator, like my biggest fan or my biggest fan um my biggest inspiration too when it comes to streaming i would love to do that too just to be like hey man if you if you're saying i'm doing things right bro and like you really notice me then like i, I rock with that too so that's a really yeah. good answer i like it the recognition i think that any artist starves for recognition any creative person starves for recognition and to get that feeling right for me it's it's so deep of like all like i literally made projects about nade shot in high school about like people you admire and things like that like to get to a point where from my own doing you know like i didn't have nobody putting me on i went from zero to 300 followers i've grown to be what i've grown to be but to do it by myself and then look at somebody else and go like yeah you you got it you know what you're doing that's that's it for me that's it i like that answer Gee, a lot bro. we just rocked for two hours Holy one shit. minute <laughs> bro plus we, we this is take number two this is take you. two no this is take two and we couldn't even get to all we didn't do any of the articles that we wrote down except for the <laughs> cod one bro and like that's the crazy thing bro we were just spitting for two hours um i guess we could fucking um wrap that up here um if i didn't get to your question again i'm sorry there was way too many of them which like don't ever feel like you don't have to ask you should be asking questions i'd rather have too many than not enough i'm gonna be dming you guys personally and answering your guys's questions uh so don't worry about that um uh, but other than that guys it's been episode seven of the tanners i view podcast and this was a fucking a great episode and i'm actually gonna have you on again if you ever want to come back bro like don't hey baby like that we could rock with this again because this was a good time for sure um or I love that. um it was a good time um again this is my boy uh 951 tv um 
I call him Andrew Wu. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give him the floor one more time to go ahead and get a shout out. Anything he wants to shout out. If you want to shout out your boys, Odyssey or whatever you want to shout out. And then I'll do the outro from there. And yeah. Yes, sir. So thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys for supporting my boy Nick here. This guy, he's a great guy. You need to fucking watch more of his content. Spam him with sus emotes. And spam him on Twitter with 10 damage, okay? I, that's a request of everybody. Word. Reply to all of them with 10 damage. Um, <laughs> but no, real guys, thank you guys for watching. Um, it was a true pleasure to be on here. I hope that I was able to give any type of knowledge or you know insight to content creation, my own opinions. And hopefully you guys found this episode entertaining. Um, I'd love to be back on another episode. You can find me on all social medias at 951TV. Um, you can find Odyssey at Odyssey GG. That's my family. That's my boys. You can also find Nick at You Love Nick Tana. And we really do love Nick Tana. You know, Appreciate this guy, that, he's got the juice. He's got the juice. And that's all I can really say. Much love, man. I appreciate everybody again. Like, I'm going to just say it again. I appreciate you guys rocking with me and uh, all the love uh, that we've been receiving and stuff like that. And I'm going to go ahead and catch you guys next time, man. Be safe. Tell someone you love them. And we're out. Later. Later.